Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. Today we have part two of Priscilla Shire's message about the kinds of people you need in life. Here's Priscilla. Let me tell you and demonstrate to you why this is so important. I've asked two of my friends to come up and join me for a moment. Teresa, come on up. I'm going to give you this box. And then I've asked another friend. She's actually my cousin, Winter, to come up. Come on, Winter. Because I'm going to give you guys these two boxes just to demonstrate a principle that I want to show to you. Come real close to me. And open up this box. You open up your box. And these two ladies are just going to be general women that have a view of God that fit comfortably into their nice, neat little boxes. Now, you might not know this, but you too carry a box with you each and every day. Your box might look different than your neighbor's box. Each and every one of us has a box. And inside of this box is the view that we have of God. It's not necessarily an incorrect view. It's just the view that you've built up over time. And your traditions, your family, your denomination, your church have all helped to filter into the, the comfortable setting that God has in your box. And so... Maybe something your mother taught you has helped to contribute to, to, to your view of God, his capacity, his ability, what he's able to do. Maybe it's the testimonies that you've heard from other people. I mean, there have been great testimonies that maybe you sat back in your church on a Wednesday night service and someone said about God's ability in their life and what God pulled off. And you heard that testimony and you tucked it into your box about God's ability. Maybe your denomination has taught you some things about what God can and what he cannot do. Now, remember, these aren't things that are necessarily wrong. I mean, you've been sitting on the pews of your church and you have heard great teaching about God's capacity and God's ability. It's just that you've put it into a box and you've determined that what you've learned up until this point in your life is all that belongs in your box. And so your view of God is now contained in the box that you have. And so your church, your denomination, the testimonies that you've heard from other people over and over again, we hear what God is able to do in other people's lives. And we assume that this is how God operates, that he doesn't do anything outside of the box of how we've heard that God is able to operate. And then our past experiences. Has God ever spoken to you? If he's not, then maybe you've thought, well, maybe God doesn't speak to believers today or maybe you've had a past experience with God where he didn't do what you thought he was going to do. And so you're disappointed with God and you've just decided that into your box needs to fit disappointment with God. Over and over again, there are things that continue to be filled that fill our boxes, our father, our mother, past experiences, testimonies, denomination, our churches. And then we comfortably have this box that we carry around with us day after day about the ability of God. The problem is God doesn't fit in boxes. Remember, he's predictable in his character, but he's unpredictable in his activity. And once you and I shut the box and walk around with this box, everything that happens in our lives is now going to be filtered through this box that we're carrying. So when Teresa has a problem that she's facing, when Winter has a problem that she's praying about, if she's carrying around this box, she's only going to determine that what God is able to do is only going to, to um, be regarding or be, he's only going to be able to do what is in this box that I have. And so now, her awareness of God is based on what she has already seen him do in the past. Nothing more and nothing less. She doesn't think that anything that happens that is outside of what is in her box could be God. And so this is what boxes do. Boxes don't limit God. They limit our awareness of God. 
They close our eyes to see that when God wants to do something that's in this place, it's not in our box. It's out here somewhere, out of the realm of what we've experienced previously or what we've heard previously. We automatically assume this can't be God because it is outside of our box. So let me tell you what God does. God turns our boxes upside down. Go ahead, girls. You can do it. And he shakes up our lives. He puts us in a wilderness situation where everything we thought we knew to be true about God is shaken up. Don't stop shaking. And it is getting shaken up from the top to the bottom. It is now upside down. We don't know what we think about God. We start asking questions we've never thought we'd ask before. We start searching out the scriptures because our life is being shaken up. And then after he shakes up our life and gets us settled again, what he wants to do is not dismantle everything we've learned to be true of God up until this point. All he wants to do now is use this as a foundation on which he wants to add more about who he is, more about his greatness. He wants you to have such a bigger view of God than you have ever had before. He doesn't want to take away where you've already been. He just wants to now take you further. And so what happens is, is that we have people in our lives, friends in our lives who help us to see stuff about God we've never seen before. We don't want friends in our life who keep us confined to where we've already been. It's time for what we've learned on the pew now to be made manifest in the pavement of our lives. And so that happens when he builds off of what's already happened. And so you need some influencers in your life, people who will help you to be able to build off of where you've already been. Make a decision, a determination rather. What kind of leading men and women are in your life? You gotta be surrounded by people who can help you break barriers. It's time for us to break barriers. In 1952, Roger Bannister said that he could run a mile in four minutes. Nobody had ever done it. Sports experts, medical professionals said that it could not be done, but he did it. Two years later, 1954, the winner in the Olympics ran the mile in three minutes and 59 seconds. Within one year, 30 men had run the mile in less than four minutes, breaking Bannister's record. Everybody was just waiting on one person to do it. Romans chapter eight, verse 19 says, the anxious longing of creation waits eagerly for the revealing, the manifesting of the sons of God. All of history is waiting for somebody to break the barrier. And listen, God has selected you. You are the one that you've been waiting for. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you've given us the opportunity to break barriers. Now I pray that you would give us a holy courage, a holy boldness, Lord, to go where no one has ever gone before. We want to be the one in a million. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. That was Priscilla Shire, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Priscilla Shire, the kinds of people you need in life. You can also find out more information about her at her website, goingbeyond.com. Have a wonderful day, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.